0: Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iron. I'm not doing this. I'm writing about NFL and Fantasy Football for SportingNews.com. We will continue breaking down my latest first-round mock draft. We have it up to picks 30, minus one, with the Dolphins forfeiting their pick, and then we're still waiting on what happens with the Eagles and Chiefs to figure out the last two picks of the first round. But we broke down already picks 1 through 15 for you a couple shows ago. We were interrupted by the retirement of one GOAT himself, Tom Brady, so we had the analysis there. So if you missed the first round, uh, first half mock analysis there, it's up there with uh, looking at uh, where bryce young and cj stroud are going in the draft a lot of uh, other good values at the skill positions including a tight end and wide receiver so that's a good uh, start to the draft we're going to continue looking at the first round and we're going to have a lot more draft content on the way look at the prospect rankings as we get the combine in there and all the all-star games in so we'll talk more drafts some advanced scouting uh, for dynasty therefore in fantasy football so just fun just to take a little bit of a change of pace and break down the future stars in NFL. We know rookies have been outstanding and dynamic here the past couple of years. We know Jamar chase and then last year, Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall before he got hurt. So we do love the rookies coming in and we want to uh, make sure that we're on top of the guys uh, that are the next generation players here. So a lot of fun to look at that. We will come back tomorrow. Look at our free agent, Preview. We'll look at uh, quarterbacks. That's the most interesting position outside of running back. So we'll do quarterbacks and then look at the running backs as well. Not a lot of wide receiver this year. So maybe uh, be more comprehensive with uh, those selections, but we'll do uh, quarterbacks tomorrow, uh, barring any big breaking news that affects fantasy football. Then we'll come back uh, again, look at running backs and wide receivers early part of next week before turning our attention full to Super Bowl 57 and breaking down all things Eagles and Chiefs from a fantasy and betting perspective. Thanks again for making Locked On Fantasy Football your first listen day. We are free and available to you on all platforms. This episode of Locked On Fantasy Football is brought to you by... Price Picks. Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. You just pick two to six players. And they score more or less than their price picks projection. You can win up to twenty-five times your money on any entry. First-time users can re- receive a one hundred percent instant deposit match up to one hundred dollars with the promo code LOCKED. on. that's PricePicks.com. Promo code LOCKED on. And big opportunity here with Super Bowl fifty-seven to get in on the action with the Eagles and Chiefs, and it will help you do that next week for sure. All right, let's uh, for now dive into the second half of my mock draft. The team on the clock at number 16, as of right now, before things go down uh, trade-wise. We know some of these picks are definitely going to change hands. The Washington Commanders. Now, they've said uh, Sam Howell is going to be their starting quarterback. They do have Jahan Dotson from last year's draft in the first round. So they got Dotson. They paid Terry McLaurin quite a bit. So I don't think they'll go in, in offensive skill direction. They also have Brian Robinson Jr. at running back. They're probably going to have a bigger role here with Antonio Gibson fading. But they need some linebacker help. Uh, they've got some uh, free agency issues there, including Cole Holcomb, who was injured for a lot of this past year. So I'm looking at uh, Sewell. It's not Pinay who's the Lions offensive tackle, but his brother Noah plays at Oregon, and he's a very – active linebacker so idp alert this is a guy that can stuff the stat sheet i know a couple years ago they took a Jemin davis uh, out of uh, kentucky he was a pretty decent playmaker but i don't think he lived up to expectations in terms of where he was drafted but sewell i think can do that he's just a natural guy in coverage can get after it against the run can do a lot of good things here and you got two linebackers still overseeing this defense and ron rivera and your coordinator jack del rio so they're gonna be interested if sewell is the right value here Again, this guy could be an IDP machine with the tackling and all that. So I'm excited to see what they do. The Commanders have a pretty good defense, and I think if uh, Chase Young can be there, and we'll see what they do with De'Ron Payne and free agency. They got Jonathan Allen up front. If they can improve their secondary, that would also be a target here that you look at at number 16. But Commanders got to get a little bit better defensively. I think they're in OK shape offensively, actually, when you all things considered. And so again, Sam Howell looks like he'll be the starting quarterback here. At least get a shot early this season for Washington. All right, let's go to number 17. The Steelers already have their quarterback, Kenny Pickett. They got him in the first round last year. They also got a potential number one receiver in George Pickens, complimenting Deontay Johnson well. They have Pat Freerbooth, Jay Harris. They used a first-round pick on Harris. So they're loaded at the skill positions. What they're lacking, however, is... Offensive line play. Dan Moore Jr. was their left tackle. He wasn't very good at all last season. So they need to get Pickett a left tackle. And the guy that uh, stands out, and he's been here all along as a top prospect, is Peter Skoransky out of Northwestern. Now, the one good thing is they have a recent good track record. The Wildcats uh, providing Rashawn Slater. He's been a lockdown left tackle for the Chargers, it's a little slightly different uh, offense that he's coming from. But Skaransky was really a standout. It was a struggle for that offense in Evanston. But when you look overall, Skaransky was the bright spot. He really shut down some top pass rushers in college. So that's good. He played at a high level at the Big Ten. So I think they're going to look to put him or another tackle. Maybe it's a Broderick Jones of Georgia right there in front of Pickett. They need to get better run blocking. They need to get better pass protection. So Harris and Pickett are the future of your offense. Take care of them. So this is an easy pick here. Best offensive tackle available probably is going to be the Steelers target here. All right, we go to the Lions. Uh, They got uh, their stud pass rusher number two overall last year at Aiden Hutchinson. Almost was your rookie of the year just finished behind Sauce Gardner in the amount of plays he made. So he was worth it for sure out of Michigan. Well, they can go a little bit down the road, uh, not to, uh, to Michigan, but a rival in Notre Dame. And Isaiah Foskey, the pass rusher, could also be good in their defense. Now they need to rev things up a little bit away from Hutchinson so you can ease the double teams and you have someone who can be productive. there. this Lions defense. I mean, if they look at a corner on the other side from Jeffrey Okuda, and shore up some things there. They already have a pretty good linebacker, young guy, Malcolm Rodriguez. So watch out. I mean, this uh, defense could be really effective from a reality and fantasy perspective here pretty soon, especially if the offense builds leads and can tee off a little bit with the pass rush. So on the cusp of being a playoff team. So if you have a a Foskey in there, I think he'll be productive, and he's also going to help Hutchinson get those uh, better looks here. Alright, let's go to 19. Let's stick with the pass rush theme for the Buccaneers. Now this was kind of mocked up before we had the news on Tom Brady, so that's something to keep in mind, that they could be in play for Anthony Richardson. I would say he's the fourth quarterback on the board behind Bryce Young. We had Bryce Young going to the Texans, and uh, C.J. Stroud going to the Colts, and uh, Will Levis ended up with the Panthers here with the Frank Reich. So, again, the Bucks should be in the market for a quarterback. Will they go the free agent route? There's Jacoby Brissett. There's Jimmy Garoppolo. They could trade for Derek Carr. There's things that we explored there. If they find their quarterback elsewhere, then they need some edge rush help. They had Anthony Nelson, Joe Tryon, Shanika there as their options. Shaquille Barrett was on the shelf. They moved on from Jason Pierre Paul, they need a pass rusher here on the outside. We a little bit of everything with some nice size for Todd Bowles. So Tyree Wilson of Texas Tech makes a lot of sense. Once Foskey's off the board here, he can line up in multiple spots here. Versatile guy. They can work him inside as well if they move on from Lamonte David in Tampa, who's a free agent. So something to look at it there. So back-to-back pass rushers at 18 and 19. And our last pick in this uh, part of the mock draft, number 20, the Seahawks want to bring back Geno Smith, but they also had to be real. I mean, Geno Smith, I don't know if he's a high upside quarterback. He was good enough to get them in the playoffs there. With some complimentary play from the running game and special teams and all that. But is he going to carry a high ceiling, especially with him on the other side of 30? So I'm not sure about that. So maybe it's a good time to develop a quarterback behind him. If they bring back Geno Smith for the short-term results, and that would be Anthony Richardson of Florida. So we talked about him as in being in play for the Bucks. all of a sudden now. Makes sense uh, for Tampa to look down to Gainesville. But they also did draft Kyle Trask out of a different offense, so they might pause a little bit and, and think about the quarterback later in the draft and think about Hendon Hooker. The Seahawks could do the same, but there's a potential for the Seahawks to sign Geno Smith to a reasonable short-term deal and also draft a quarterback here to groom. So Richardson, I love the athleticism, love the arms, got to get refined a little bit more. That's uh, true, I think, a lot of these quarterbacks uh, after looking at Young and Stroud. So I think there's a little bit more polish that needs to be put on these guys, including well Will Levis before. He needs to just get better with his decision-making accuracy. That also plays for Richardson here, but... The arm talent is off the charts good, and athleticism is great. So you just have to kind of harness that and put it all together here, and uh, we will potentially see the Seahawks getting their true quarterback of the future as they continue to bridge it with Geno Smith potentially here in 2023. All right, there you have it. There's a look at uh, the picks 16 through 20 in my latest mock draft for Sporting News. Again, a lot of mock drafts to come, a lot of look at the prospects to come but that's where things stand right now as the senior bowl is going on there in mobile alabama so that's going to definitely affect a lot of uh, stock and uh, we have an exciting announcement to make about that here as well for you on the show so uh, really it is uh, fantastic that uh, we do on this show and all throughout the lockdown network have a new betting partner, and it's uh, awesome that it's uh FanDuel Sportsbook during the sponsoring here for the show. Why? Because they are the number one sportsbook in America and if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy and it's going to be easy to bet during the Super Bowl there. It's the one app you need for your party with the number one sportsbook in FanDuel. You can download it now, the FanDuel app, so you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no sweat first bet. You'll get up to three thousand dollars back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Fanduel lets you bet on everything for the game from the money line, the point shreds, to who will score a touchdown. A lot of good prop action there as well. We talked about the props. I mean, it's great with Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts. I mean, maybe looking at those reverse props with the Patrick Mahomes rushing touchdown and Jalen Hurts passing touchdown. So all good kind of Things that you can examine the game from a different perspective and get the best odds and even combine some of these as well for a bigger payout. The Fandle Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Best of all, you can get paid your winnings instantly. That's great. You want to see what you won right away. Really, again, it could not be easier. It's uh, fun to get in on the bets. You can see everything clearly and really uh, construct uh, the wager that you would like for the big game. So join Fando today at Fando.com slash on to claim your no sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's fanduelcom slash on. Make every moment more with Fando, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. All right, we told you there was an exciting announcement here about uh, our draft coverage on the Lockdown Network. Lockdown is headed to the Senior Bowl. It's here, and it's uh, coming up the game with the practices where we get the prospects up close, the north-south working against each other where prospects uh, values are rising and falling through the week. Get inside analysis from the hosts that covered the NFL's Next Generation College and find out which NFL draft boards these players will be climbing all in one. Location. Subscribe to Locked On FL Draft for nightly live shows. We've had those on Tuesday and Wednesday, so check out if you missed those, and we'll have another one tonight, Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, from Mobile and the Senior Bowl practices. All right, it is uh, time to continue the show here on Locked On Fantasy Football, and. We will look at picks 21 through 25 overall in my latest mock draft for sporting news now 21 is not really a pick because it's the dolphins on the clock they have forfeited their draft pick with all that stephen ross tom brady stuff so dolphins are kind of out of luck and we'll just make the side commentary here that Tua tuatagola recovering from those concussions uh, they don't really have a lot of options here they could make an aggressive move for lamar jackson but they don't have this pick to make that move so they're handcuffed there and they have Teddy Bridgewater going to free agency. So the Dolphins, uh, after this playoff season, they had breakthrough with Mike McDaniel. They're going to be a bit handcuffed not having this first-round pick. So we'll see if they trade back in in a different way to get some help here. But uh, no right now on the way for the Dolphins here to help after they've uh, scored some pretty nice first-round picks the last two years, including uh, Jalen Waddles. So tough, tough uh, situation. And they, of course, converted – one last year to uh, Tyreek Hill. So really, Dolphins are back in this uh, situation where they're going to need more veteran help than rookie help in 2023. You talked about Broderick Jones, the potential for the Steelers at 17. Well, the Chargers could look at him here at 22. They do have some right tackle issues. Trey Pipkins is going to be heading into free agency. Rashawn Slater will come back to play left tackle. Jimmery Salyer play that out of Georgia, but I think he's more of a swing backup, maybe better suited for the interior. So Broderick Jones could help them sharp right tackle with the young guys. Well, they already got Zion Johnson as well, so they would have a nice uh, young core there around Corey Lindsley if that would happen here. So, again, continue to bring the offensive line to the forefront. We saw that happen with Kellen uh, Moore and the Cowboys. Kellen Moore, the new Chargers offensive coordinator. The Cowboys uh, invested in... Tyler Smith to help their offensive line a little bit more, and it really paid off as uh, things were getting older and getting reshuffled up front, so this makes a lot of sense with the uh, Moore's influence there helping Brandon Staley and Tom Telesco look at the offensive line first for the sake of Justin Herbert. At number 23, the Ravens could think about a wide receiver. They did miss Marquise Hollywood-Brown, especially after they lost Rashad Bateman injury injury earlier than Devin Duvernay a little bit later. They were down to Mark Andrews as their key weapon. It really hard to move the ball in the passing game. So this is an interesting name because he played for the rival Steelers. Well, his dad did. Joey Porter Jr. So you remember Joey Porter Sr. He was just a nasty pass rusher for Pittsburgh. One of those uh, 3-4 connection guys that was so fantastic. And that just seems to be an endless pipeline from James Harrison to TJ Watt. And Porter was involved in that as well. So... The son of Porter is a nice big corner here. The Ravens need him. Marcus Peters is a free agent. They Need some help opposite Marlon Humphrey to uh, help contain those tough receivers in the AFC North, including Jamar Chase, T. Higgins' combo. You have the Deontay Johnson and George Pickens' combo. So you got to worry about those, and the Browns also have a handful between Amari Cooper and Don Peoples-Jones. So makes a lot of sense for the Ravens to get better defensively, to make more plays, be sound in the secondary, to also help their pass rush up front to trust more guys in single coverage. All right, number 24, the Vikings also need some cornerback help. Patrick Peterson did play pretty well for them on the outside, but he's a free agent, and... Cam Dantzler was injured quite a bit. Uh, Channon Sullivan was okay. But I look at uh, Christian Gonzalez, another big corner there out of Oregon. So another pick from the Ducks defense here at number 16. We have the commanders taking Noah Sewell, but Christian Gonzalez, good size. Uh, there's another big size corner with Porter Gonzalez. That's Clark Phillips out of Utah. So there's some pretty nice uh, players here in coverage. So it's interesting. It these corners are getting bigger. Some of these smaller receivers are having success, but you want these bigger corners because they can give you a little bit more than just the coverage on the outside and, being able to jump routes and make plays on the ball. They can also be an asset against the run here. So looking at uh, Porter and Gonzalez uh, back-to-back two corners here in purple to the Ravens and Vikings. And sticking with the secondary theme, so we had uh, no offensive skill players in this range here, except for Jones kind of helping the Chargers in that regard. But the Jaguars need more defensive playmakers, and I think this could be a pretty good defense again in fantasy. We know it's been a while since they had that defense that got them to the AFC Championship game. They've got some pieces, including the first-round picks from last year, Trevon Walker and Devin Lloyd. They've got uh, Tyson Campbell at corner. There's uh, some pass rush to help there with Josh Allen as well. So what do the Jaguars do here? So I think they need to look in the secondary. Rashon Jenkins made a big play to score in a game. But Andrew Wingard, he's a free agent. He's the backup guy at that position. They're pretty weak overall, I think, uh, at safety. So Antonio Johnson would give them a lot of playmaking clear up some things on the back end, and be a modified starter to give them a higher playmaking quotient here in 2023. So there you have it. An offensive tackle and three defensive backs here in this range. And, we know, things are going to maybe change a little bit more as we go forward. We do have uh, several key offensive picks in uh, 26 through 30, so we'll get into that here in our final segment on Locked on Fantasy Football here as we finish... Analyzing the f- latest first round of mock draft, the, the picks 16 through 30 on today's show. Now, we told you at the top that this episode of Lockdown Fantasy Football is presented by Price Picks. And Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. You're just making entries versus the player projections there. And you're looking to just go more or less than those projections that they have. And again, we can look at Patrick Mahomes' passing yards and... Jalen Hurts' rushing yards, all kinds of good stuff there as well as we play the prize picks version there of Daily Fantasy Sports. It's very easy to do, and the format is fantastic because it's easily to get in and get a lineup in there that you need. You just pick two to six players, they score more or less than their prize picks projection. You can win up to 25 your money, times your money on any entry. No competing against other people, just you versus projections available. Prize picks offers projections on any sport that you watch, it's not just the NFL, NBA, NHL. PGA, College of Basketball, Women's College of Basketball, WNBA, NASCAR, all that good stuff uh, that's going to be around here all year round. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less, it's that easy. You can expect safe and fast withdrawals from PricePix, and PricePix is currently operational in more than 30 states and Canada. Download the PricePix app or go to PricePix.com to sign up to play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code LOCKEDON. If you deposit $100, price picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, price picks will give you $50. Don't forget to enter the promo code LOCKEDON and sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. All right, it is uh, time to close the show and uh, this edition of the Mock Draft. We'll have a few more looks at the Mock Draft before Teams uh, go on the clock for real in the NFL on April 27th, that night, Thursday night, in Kansas City. So still a little bit of ways away. A little bit more than uh, a couple months, so we're excited about that. So let's uh, dive right in now to the end of this uh, mock draft that I have have up. And we had a change. Uh, The last pick in this uh, segment uh, was belonging to... The Broncos from the 49ers, now that has been moved to the Saints in the Sean Payton deal. So we'll get to that in a moment, but first let's look at uh, 26 for the Giants. Made the playoffs here with Daniel Jones. Uh, They are looking at uh, bringing back Saquon Barkley in the backfield, but they need wide receiver help here. Daniel Jones... I think that's key, developing offensive line here with Andrew Thomas and Evan Neal, so they need weapons. I mean, Kennedy Galladay did not work in the previous regime, and they want to move on from him quickly. They dumped Kadarius Toney in that trade to the Chiefs, Sterling Shepard was hurt, Darius Slayton, Richie James, uh, that's not going to be their combination. They're both free agents as well as Shepard here in 2023, so definitely need a wide receiver. They might keep Isaiah Hodgins, because he had some good chemistry with Jones, and I think they'll also build around Daniel Bellinger, a little bit of tight end, but they need some help here. Kayshawn Booty of LSU. We know LSU receivers have been money in the draft, uh, including at the highest level Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson. We've also had some flashes from Terrace Marshall Jr. So this offense, this uh, this program has been pretty good with wide receivers. So Kayshawn Booty with the Giants, I think he would automatically operate as their number one. We know the Giants have a bit of history with the uh, Certain receiver from LSU, that's Odell Beckham Jr. And he was big time right away. So if Booty ends up on a team such as the Giants where they need a clear number one, he's gonna potentially put up the numbers we saw from Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, Jamar Chase. That's the potential there. When you're starting receiver and can immediately go to the top of team's pecking order, you're in a good spot here. So Watch out if it's on Boutique to the Giants, for sure. I love uh, his playmaking style here. He can do a little bit of everything. Really looks part of a number one. At number 27, the Cowboys are picking right behind them. Now, the Cowboys have said they're going to bring back Ezekiel Elliott. I'm not sure why. He's aging and he's slowing down. I think there's a little bit of sentimental value attached to Jerry Jones because Elliott was a first-round pick. Tony Pollard, a little bit more questionable because he does have that... Fractured fibula. He's going to have to heal up in time for training camp. So we'll see if the Cowboys get a discount from that. But it also could help another team go and get Pollard. And Pollard may want to spread his wings a little bit. If they're committing more to Elliott here, I think you could look at Pollard leaving in free agency. So Bijan Robinson, really, it's him and Jameer Gibbs of uh, Alabama. Robinson being of Texas. Te- he's just a dominant, great rushing force. And really, when you look at Bijan Robinson, he's a top 10 talent in this draft. It's just that you just don't. Take running backs early, we know that. So, the Cowboys, however, have a history of taking running backs early in the draft. Let's see Ezekiel Elliott, see Felix Jones. There's just something that uh, Jerry Jones likes about that. He got into Elliott pretty quickly when he was a breaking at Ohio State. Then, Felix Jones, of course, had the connection to Arkansas where Jerry Jones played. And you had Jimmy Johnson, so all that was there. But Sean Robinson right there in Austin, you know the Cowboys have paid attention to this kid. They could bring back Elliott as kind of the backup change of pace, not sign Pollard, and then have Robinson be their lead back. That could easily develop here for the Cowboys, so somebody to watch out. And Mike McCarthy's taking over the play calling. We told you about Kellen Moore now as the Chargers offense coordinator, all about Justin Herbert. Well, Mike McCarthy might be a little bit more about the running game to take pressure off Dak Prescott. Here they opened up the offense, had some explosive numbers under Moore, but uh, McCarthy apparently wanted to go in a little bit different direction, and Moore found a really good spot there. So I think it was a mutual decision. McCarthy wanted to take control of the offense here. He was a play caller before with the 49ers and Saints and Packers, so he's used to that a little bit, and maybe two different offensive philosophies there. So that could change things up, and Bajon Robinson could be a big part of what the Cowboys do next year. They could also look at Jameer Gibbs, and some of these other teams will including the team right behind them at number 28. But if Robinson goes to the Cowboys, wherever he goes in the first round, he's going to have a feature-like role and definitely going to be a high fantasy football draft pick there easily in 2023. At number 28, the Bills could think that way. Devin Singletary is a free agent. They did have James Cook, however, uh, look pretty good here as a rookie, so Mm -hmm. they could just look for a complimentary power back to him versus investing high in running back here. But Osiris Torrance would help the running backs. He's a, another player out of Florida's offense. So this is the second guy after Richardson Torrance is a very good interior run blocker. They need some help here. They did not get great play for Roger Southfold, Ryan Bates around their veteran center, Mitch Morse here. So Osiris Torrance definitely has a lot of appeal there out of a, uh, Florida to help the Bills in that offensive line. The Bengals are going to need a safety here. We have Jesse Bates about to leave in free agency. He's a very good run stopper. Can make plays against a pass. Von Bell, pretty good overall safety. They're both free agents here. So either way, the Bengals are going to be short of safety. They need a plug-and-play guy. Jordan Battle of Alabama provides that. So once Antonio Johnson's off the board, I think it's pretty close between Battle and Johnson, who's the best safety in this draft. But... When you look at the Bengals, I think they have to go in that direction for sure. And finally, the last uh, pick here of this 1-30 uh, through 30 mock draft, as we did the second half today, and we'll still wait for what happens with the Chiefs and Eagles so we know how 31-32 play out. The Saints now on this pick, again, from the Sean Payton trade. Nolan Smith, I'm going with them. They could look at a quarterback as well. Richardson is in play for this team. So you look at the Saints, a Richardson candidate as well. Then you look elsewhere in the draft, and then you look the Buccaneers in 19. So did the Seahawks get him in the sweet spot in between? Does another team trade back in there? We'll see, but the Saints for now. Going to go get defensive help. Marcus Davenport is a free agent. Cameron Jordan getting a little bit older. Nolan Smith on that national championship defense of Georgia was hurt this year, but he was on there as a key contributor the year before when they had all those uh, studs, including Jordan Davis and N'Kobe Dean, playing up front for the Georgia Bulldogs, so Nolan Smith here is a good pick. Again, they'll probably move on from Marcus Davenport, not to great in production there as they try to replace what uh, Trey Hendrickson gave them. So I think Nolan Smith can do that to scheme versatile here. can also help uh, Demario Davis on the second level, as well as uh, being a good complementary pass rusher to Jordan again, who's going to have to be replaced as their number one guy at on the edge as a future Hall of Famer coming off defensive end. All right, there you have it. There's a breakdown of picks 16 through 30 in my latest uh, first-round mock draft for Sporting News. And how it all fits into fantasy football, it's all related because we're all looking at rookies, and these guys can have a big impact depending on how they're taken to uh, change the fortunes of a lot of teams. So looking forward to that for sure. And we'll talk a lot more draft as we go forward. Check out all that good Senior Bowl coverage here on the Locked On Network. Thanks for making Locked On Fantasy Football your first listen every day. Subscribe to Locked On NFL Podcast and get daily conversations with the biggest NFL stories. Plus, end-up analysis of the biggest games of the NFL key predictions. That will come every Friday, and that will be ahead of next week in the Super Bowl. And Monday, we have our insiders cover the weekend with all the important stories, including the game-to-game episodes. Locked On NFL, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. For Locked On Fantasy Football, this has been... Vinnie Iyer, have a great rest of your Thursday, and we'll come back tomorrow looking at the free agency class of quarterbacks for twenty twenty three. When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy